Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela today, talking about communication styles in aura color. Yes, there is a way you communicate. There is a way others communicate that's different from you. The better we understand it, the better relationships we can have with ourselves and others. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Well, speaking of communications, we have kind of our we almost have our own language at this point we do we do yes a lot of the mystic pale spiritual family members share this language they actually create terms in the language we can't even we can't even take credit for all of the uh terms and lingo that is used now the vocabulary the vocab yeah mm-hmm. but one a couple sentences that we use are killing it in the 3d yes and i think we might have mentioned this on the podcast before yeah uh, and killing it in the 5d this is a real me and you thing we use this all the time yes we use this all the time the other day and I guess apparently I talk loud in public sometimes. You do. That's what the kids say and you say. But <laughs> apparently, you know, the other day we were just at a restaurant and, you know, I said, I think I said killing it, you know, we're killing it in the 5D. And the waitress just kind of looked at me like, huh? What's well, you he- have a problem where you think what goes on in your head is universal knowledge to everyone else. Right. That, I agree with that. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> like anything you're thinking, you think, well, everybody else automatically is thinking it too. So of yeah. course she didn't understand what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and that would explain why a couple of some business meetings I've had recently have just gone real bad because <laughs> they just don't know what I'm talking about. And sometimes I have to be there to like clarify. I'm like, what he means is. Yeah, what, he, what he's yeah. trying to tell you is that a red aura, you know, because now I just I, – it's so weird because – and I was saying that we actually had a little get-together with uh, some people from South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling them it's hard for me to talk to people that don't get the language because I'm, you know, I'm speaking this language and I just, like you said, I, I, I take it as a given, you know, it's like that everyone knows what I'm talking about when I said, oh, you just threw a purple bomb. But if you say it to someone who doesn't listen to the podcast or is not, you know, in the, in the group or whatever, it makes absolutely no sense. Basically, we can only have relationships with MMSF people now. Yes. That's what I concluded. <laughs> 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 so that's what I was saying when I had these couple business meetings uh, for the last few days. Like I'm saying these things and, and then you, there's like crickets. And you're like, yeah, they're like, wait, what's wait, the yellow what? aura? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what does that mean? And then I almost feel like – like then I get like frustrated and I'm like, oh, I can't go back and explain this whole thing. Here, just listen to episode number 25. Yeah, you get exhausted. <laughs> well, the other day we were talking to somebody who's very yellow and she was so yellow. Yeah. And you're just like, well, you're yellow. So when she's like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So anyway, so speaking of communication, all right. So let's actually, if you don't know what these two terms are, all right. So let's take the 3D first. What is the 3D? So the 3D versus the 5D. So the 3D third dimensional is our ego-driven society. So these are all our base emotions that drive us. It's like jealousy. It's ambition. It's money. It's material things. It's doing things around you to survive is a very 3D mentality. Sometimes we have to exist in the 3D just to, I don't get your driver's license renewed. Or sometimes you can exist in the 3D when when you start uh, conversing with people who are gossiping or they're talking about being jealous or who's wearing what. And it, it becomes very superficial. So the 3D is very superficial. And it is the construct that our current society is completely based upon. That's the 3D. Okay. And then what is the 5D? The 5D or the fifth dimension, and and I did a podcast episode about this, and I forget which one it is. I'm sorry. But there's a fourth D, too, where it's kind of like 
between you're existing between with awareness but the 5d is really that which is greater than us so that's what we're really trying to get to that's where when you do something the energy you take of yourself and you put forward into the universe you're putting it into the 5d that's universal love that's the law of attraction that's um paying it forward. That's when you make sure that you take your energy and you don't put it in places that won't appreciate it. You make sure that you put it and save it towards places that do appreciate it and do use it and do put it forward. These are where you're giving and you're channeling kind of that ideal of universal care and love and concern and putting it in your life. So the 5D is invisible on this plane. So you don't always see the 5D. You feel the 5D, but you can't see it. Right. Okay. So, all right. And the way we kind of use these terms then is if we're on that, (laughs) you know, when we're doing great things, I guess, but it maybe just not getting recognized or like we always say we're crushing it in the 5D. We're crushing it, man, in the 5D. exactly. And then we're like, you know, (laughs) most of the time when things are just really, you know, just not going our way, that's what we use it. Kind of like when we did the divine timing and it is what it is. It makes us feel better. Makes us feel better, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, so here's like maybe some examples. So like, you know, the other day, you know, one of our neighbors, you know, stopped over to show me their, you know, brand new Mercedes SUV W109 series limited edition. There's only like three of them. And, you know, like, all right, I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Like, first of all, you know, I don't really care. It doesn't really impress me. Like, But anyway, um, you know, like, all right, killing it. In the, you're killing it in the 3D. What killing am I supposed to say? Killing it in the 3D. Good for you. You're killing it in the 3D. That's great. Right. You know, you post it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. It's yeah. a big bow on top of it. Sure. All right, they're killing it in the 3D. Slow clap. Right. Good for you. <laughs> and I actually did want, like, I had to hold my tongue because I did want to say to the guy, yeah, you're killing it in the 3D. Which but again, good. good for you. They yeah. wouldn't know what the heck I was talking about. Right. That's why I can't talk to anybody anymore. All right. Now let's say you have like a nurse coming off like a 12-hour shift, three days in a row. What's going on there? Yeah, like you're a nurse. You just did your like, oh, God, you're exhausted. It's been your third day in a row, your 12-hour shift. You're like driving past the neighbor's brand new Mercedes, whatever, (laughs) you know, in your Camry and you're pulling in and you're just like, man, well, killing it in the 5D. You know, and because you are killing it in the 5D. You just put all that energy towards good places. And maybe you don't have a material object to show for it right now, but you sure do have some 5D rewards. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you're exhausted. You just worked 48 hours, but you're killing it in the 5D. Yeah, you're killing it in the 5D. Okay, so you know when I you still watch some of these Real Housewives shows? I do. I Um, don't. I'm getting you know after the energy budget episode last week. I'm telling you, it's just it's harder for me to put my attention there but continue okay well yeah so i mean one of that i always kind of see you watching is i think the beverly hills one yeah but you like you said you know you're almost it's getting icky it's getting icky and like they all have they i don't know how to explain this this is really sad i still follow some accounts where it's like what is it the like it to know it app so it's kind of you know erica was carrying this bag and then you can like click on it and see how much it costs and like 30 grand or something or right. it's like man i guess you're really killing it in the 3d you know you have bags like this they all have these like outfits in these bags and are some of them on loan or i'm sure i understand it's yeah. kind of a facade for this show but a lot of people aspire to this. And I know because we've rubbed up against that world a bit in our own interactions. And it is so icky feeling. Yeah. It is so icky and 3D feeling like the superficiality and the people saying things just to hear themselves speak or just to sound a certain way and the falseness of it. 
It's really killing it in the three day. Yeah, I mean, and I think that show maybe really shows that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I can, I will first of all, I won't even watch that show because until that cast member that you just mentioned is off the show, I will refuse. It's, it's very, I cannot it's that, awful. Like, that Bravo lets her even on to me is yeah. so sickening and three D. It's very that 3D. I can't even watch. It. Yeah, so that's that's bad. first. But, it's getting bad. But yeah, you know, you see them on let's say other shows. I don't know, Salt Lake City or something like that. Is that one of them? Salt Lake City. Yeah. And, like, they're going on these, like, incredible vacations, you know, and they're in the mountain chalet, right? They're in right. a mountain chalet and everything, like, personal chefs, everything. And all they're doing is fighting with each other. Well, yeah, well, that's and the show. And I know show. that's the show. But it seems, like, so Well, they're killing it in the 3D. They're like, killing yeah, it in the 3D. You're, you're killing it in the 3D. All right, they're killing it. They, they have things to show for it. They have the material things to show for it <laughs> and the experiences and that to show for it that's killing it in the 3D. Right. All right, so... For me, like a big one, this is like maybe I have to do some shadow work or something for this one. Yeah, it's okay. a big so for you. This one would be like for me. So like you go on TikTok, which I don't, but once in a while something pops up on my For You page. Good job. Usually it's like a half-naked man, but sometimes like let's say, yeah, it's true. They do. Like, Your algorithm I, only follows what you like though, so. <laughs> okay, well then it's weird. Just, Just saying. Okay. <laughs> They've been showing me a lot of like weird sock and feet videos okay i i don't think i do but okay anyway but like let's say you see like this video and like a therapist let's take a therapist okay right. licensed therapist you know it's a nice informative video um really trying to help people mm-hmm. you know maybe it's actually longer than 14 seconds you know it's actually like a few minutes long giving a lot of information trying to help people and then you see it and like nobody's watched it or it's got zero you know two likes or whatever. i don't know what whatever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then my next video that they put on the For You page is like a guy, you know, passing wind in a bag yeah. with a Lizzo soundtrack in the background. <laughs> and again, I don't know why they've showed this to me. Uh, and this person, you know, has 10 million They're a TikTok lights. star. Now. They're a TikTok star. They got a billboard in Times yeah. Square. Yeah. You know, the bag is even more famous than you are. The bag gets more play <laughs> than the therapist. Every, the bag's killing it the in the 3D. The bag is killing it in the 3D. But yeah. the therapist, who is doing this great work, killing it in the 5D. 5D. But, you know, sometimes even if that therapist with the wonderful video that didn't go viral with wonderful information, even if that caught like one or two or three people in a meaningful way, I mean, yeah. that is killing it yeah. in the 5D. Whereas it's just entertaining. You know, it's, it's, you have to think about it that way. Yeah. It's what we say to make ourselves feel better. That's how we really use it. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to hear how you use yeah. it. Yeah. I should make a post on the, I'll do that. I'll okay. make a post over on the Facebook group. Right. How do you use killing it in the 3D versus killing it in the 5D? Because it's really just funny because you usually say, Kill, I'm killing it in the 5D to make yourself feel, feel better, better when yeah. obviously things aren't going so great right now. But your intentions are aligned. That's, that's true. <laughs> D- alignment, divine timing, detachment, all of these things. Okay. Killing it in the 5D. We're killing it in the 5D. All right, we got a couple ads. When we come back, uh, we're getting more into communication. Our communication, how it's improved over the last 20 years. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Look, Father's Day is coming up. Yeah. Please, if you can, milk bar, cake. Could you send me one? Yeah, it's your favorite thing to get. Yes. (laughs) Because what could be better than receiving a milk bar right at your front door? Share the sweet and savory goodness with family and friends and send them a delicious treat, the perfect gift for any occasion. Forget those roses. Nothing says I love you like cake and cookies. 
James Beard award-winning celebrity chef Christina Tassi opened the first milk bar in 2008, and she's been wowing the world, and not to mention her celebrity friends, with her unique spin on iconic flavors ever since. Milk Bar is the perfect gift for anyone and everyone in your life, from birthdays to graduations to summer cookouts, or just because. A few of Milk Bar's bestsellers include their signature birthday cake with unfrosted sides, their salty sweet compost cookie, Milk Bar Pie made from toasted oat crust and a gooey butter filling. And for a limited time, Milk Bar is offering their delicious new strawberry shortcake and cake truffles. Every Milk Bar creation is made fresh, then thoughtfully and beautifully packaged, so it arrives in perfect condition, ready to enjoy. They offer fast and even overnight nationwide delivery. Right now, Milk Bar has a special limited time offer. Get $10 off any order of $50 or more when you go to MilkBarStore.com slash KYA. You'll get $10 off an order of $50 by going to MilkBarStore.com slash KYA. That's MilkBarStore.com slash KYA. Well, we have all been there seemingly out of nowhere. You get hit by an unexpected expense or bill. When that happens, it can feel like the weight of the world is coming down, and it's normal to not know where to turn. Luckily, Upstart is here to help. Upstart-powered personal loans can help you pay down high-interest debt all online with simple and easy-to-understand payment terms. Upstart has helped over 1.8 million customers on their path to financial freedom. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear-off payoff date. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score, so rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to help you find a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000 without impacting your credit score. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com KYA. That's upstart.com slash KYA to check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. We really appreciate that. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Oh, there he is again. Hunter Stockton, the fourth junior. What are you talking about? The guy with the Mercedes. Oh, yes. yeah. He's out. He, it's so weird now. He never <laughs> said hello to us before. Now he's got this Mercedes XWYZ 1000 series. And every time he drives by, he actually stops the car, gets out and waves. Yeah. It's, it's really he's weird. He's killing it in the 3D. All right, Hunter, Hunter Stockton. And he knows it. All right. <laughs> Hunter Stockton. A new character is born. All right. So here we go. So how have we improved our communication over the last... 20 years. Yeah. And I think we really have. We have. You know, me especially. Okay. <laughs> when you, we've been together a very long time and we've really had to navigate the waters of communication together. I feel like we've put a lot of work into it and energy, but there are a few places that we can yeah. describe. Yeah. And especially because I'm a red yes. and you're an indigo. Yeah. You know, and that, those are kind of like, Opposite type colors, right? So yeah. we think total like me and you think totally different. We think completely different. Yeah, total. You're red blue. I'm indigo purple. Um, it's just complete opposite ways of thinking. My indigo gets be- gets along better than with your with your red. I right. feel like, but my and but, then my red has had to learn how to 
kind of deal with your indigo. Yeah, but something like purple comes out and your red's like, I don't like that. Yeah. The, my red. <laughs> and my purple's about, like, well, I don't yeah. like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So my red and your indigo, I think, get along better. They get along great. Than my red and your purple. Right. And my blue, I don't know what that does. That just that, that gets along with nobody. That That's just like... That's just, your blue is like a pouty child in the corner sometimes. Yeah. Nobody likes that blue. <laughs> nobody likes when I'm too blue. We love it. Yeah, it's true. All right. So, and again, this is what we were talking about earlier about communication. Unless you understand these colors. This all makes no sense. Yeah. And the thing is we do this in front of people and they're like, huh? They're like, are but, you guys uh, okay? Okay. <laughs> like maybe so, this is what happens when you're married too long. So I try to, yeah, we try to, you know, think of a few examples throughout the 20 years where yes. this has played out. Right. And do you remember Blockbuster? So- I do. Blockbuster and this was video. a big point of contention in our relationship, Blockbuster. Yes. So what would happen? So you and I would go in to Blockbuster. So if you remember Blockbuster, you would go in not really knowing what you were going to pick. If the new releases were all taken out, it's every man for himself in there, really. So I, if we couldn't agree on a new release, which is always a great thing to agree on then i would say oh let's i want let's watch this one or let's watch this one and you'd be like no now no let's watch this one let's watch that one so right so so basically friday night we're going there yeah. this is the evening you know we were poor whatever you yeah. go to blockbuster it's like four dollars we get mad if they raised it to like five dollars yeah and you, you get your blockbuster and we could never agree on a movie we couldn't agree it just we, could we would never... fight in blockbuster in, in blockbuster it was horrible it we was actually terrible. banned blockbuster from our relationship yes we <laughs> it was banned thank god yes. it went out of, it went out of business if for Blo- us yes if blockbuster <laughs> didn't thank you netflix if blockbuster <laughs> did not go out of business then this podcast never gets made. So it was really a miscommunication. Because, yeah. Oh, that's miscommun- true because we would have broken up. We would have broken up a long time ago. But no, we made – I remember because it would be like I'll stay in the car and you go get it or you stay in the car and I'll go get it. It was. It came to the point we could not walk into Blockbuster together. We knew it wasn't good for us. So we oh. did have a solution to it. Right. So now looking back on it, I yes. want to try to see where I went wrong and then you could, you could do for yourself if you like. Okay. All right. So for me, I'm thinking – and I didn't know I was red back then – that it probably was – I really was very selective in the movies, meaning I probably, like, if I saw a movie with an actor who I thought was, like, jerky, I probably just wouldn't pick that one. You know what I mean? So there's, there was probably, like, reasons, like, weird reasons as to why I wouldn't have picked those movies, yeah. which I don't, like, because now, you know, I have the whole thing where, like, I, you know, these, where I'm, you know, the stars really bother me and all that stuff. Um, and back then, I, I couldn't really explain it, but, like, people, like, that thought they were too Big or so you didn't to say. know why certain celebrities triggered you. Right, exactly. So that's where I was probably very limited. I would always pick like weird like indie films. Well, you never, you don't like new films in general. You didn't like new films back then. Right. You don't like anything new. So you were always trying to push Caddyshack on me or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch that. And I would put, and so from my end, I would pick the movies that I wanted to watch, which were usually a little deeper, sometimes funny ones. We always agreed on the funny ones, but sometimes deeper ones or chick flicks or romantic, you know, films of, of, whatever I felt like watching. And you would say no. Now, because I was indigo, I get very attached to my likes in literature and in movies and in art. I get very attached to them. And so I interpreted that as a rejection of myself, 
not a rejection. And the, I didn't know of, this of the, at the, of the time. Movie. Of the movie. Oh. I interpreted that as you were rejecting me and you didn't listen to what I was saying. Then my purple came in and was like, he doesn't even listen to you. Like, he's trying to tell us what to do. And I was like, yeah, don't tell me what to do at Blockbuster. So I was interpreting it as rejection and then getting very defensive. And you were interpreting it as like control and me not under like trying to get you to watch something you didn't want to watch and right. your red didn't like to be told what to do or controlled yeah. so that's i feel like what was happening at blockbuster yeah i mean i just all was, in blockbuster yeah. with it's blue carpet and it's funny smell i was not gonna watch the english patient i was not gonna watch <laughs> the notebook and i still haven't watched those <laughs> but if now if you want to watch those alone Feel free. So what I learned was I started watching all my stuff by myself. To this day, I do. And I prefer it that way. And what's interesting is you're jealous of my shows. Okay. Like, you've accused me of cheating on you with my own shows. Okay, that is not true. That is a lie. <laughs> that she just made that up, you, people. They just made it up. So you people, get so sad when okay. I'm like, I'm watching Outlander and you can't be in the room with me. Okay, so like, I need to watch it alone. So basically, because you ruin it. You ruin it now. Now I right, like right. it so much. Right. It's just me and my show and I don't need you there. Right. So basically what has happened here <laughs> is that we've gotten over the blockbuster communication issue. Yes. We solved that. Solved it. And, first of all, just because it went out of business. And it went out of business. <laughs> And now we have another communication issue based on you thinking that I am jealous of your TV programs. You are jealous, though, because I remember before DVD – no, sorry, before DVR, if I was I had to watch something at, at 8 o'clock, like I have to watch my show at 8 o'clock, please don't bother me, you would be – and you didn't want to watch it. You could watch it with me. Or just don't bother me because I'm watching it. And you would be like, oh, I see how it is. You know, you got so sad. Right. Anyways, All right. that's well, where we're at now. But we solved it. Maybe it's just my blue. See, nobody likes my blue. So maybe it's just my blue coming yes, out. Yes, your you know. blue, which is the pouty child. Yeah. Wants me to spend, like, just find you the most entertaining versus any other source of entertainment. All right. One. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so at one point. Still working on that. While issue. I was teaching. Yes. And really. In oh, the 3D. There was no 5D in my Miserable. Life. 3D, just misery. Job you didn't like. Blue, stock, blue, and more blue. Slump, and everything. So, and, you know, we talked about, I think, a couple of weeks about be, me being a camp uh, director. Yeah, you were looking for any and, job anything. you could to get out of it. Right. So, we're just in the car, and you offered up a suggestion. Yes. That why don't you be a rink guard at an ice rink? Okay, now I yeah. now I was a rink guard when I was in high school. You know, I used to play ice hockey, and I was a rink guard in high school. And you, you know, here I am, two kids, and you told me to be a rink guard, and I lost it. Why did you lose I, it? I lost it on you. Tell, tell us why. Okay, so let me let me go back to that time period. So I'm really red. You suggest me being a rink guard. You know, although I was a te- you know teacher making a decent wage. You know, I felt like, okay, like, that's really demeaning to me. Like, you know, that I should be doing a job that, uh, like a 14, that I did when I was 14. Uh, so I got very angry, you know, felt like that was like very demeaning of, yeah, you were for really you to say. Like, I, I for thought, like days you were mad at oh, me. Oh, yeah, that. I was like, like beyond mad that you had said, why don't you be a rink guard? But again, now, okay, so now looking back on it, I, I guess you were just trying to think of something that would make me happy. Yeah. And actually, if I had done, I loved being a rink guard when I was in high school. That actually would be like a killing it in the 5D kind of thing. Uh, if I actually did do that, I didn't. But um, it would, you know, obviously financial situation wouldn't let me do that. But yeah, I mean, I, I assume you're, you were coming from a good so place. So what I was, we were just trying, we were just talking and I was just trying to hit on where you were at. And I, was, and I remember saying, 
it's too bad you can't just go be a rink guard. It, yeah. Because what I meant in my head, which I didn't obviously articulate well enough, is it really stinks that in our world, the jobs that we like doing don't pay the amount we need them to pay. Right. And I just, and, but no sooner that I got out of that out of my mouth, you lost it. And I spent the next three days like, Scott, I did not. I realized I should not have said that, but I really didn't mean it that way. That was not my intention, but it obviously touched on you feeling really lousy about yourself anyway. Exactly. And you felt like it, it obviously touched a part of you that was insecure inside that was feeling a little crummy about yourself. And then I was like, oh, go do a job, a minimum wage job. <laughs> like, why don't you just go do that? <laughs> right. And not honoring the fact that you've done a lot to even be, the teacher that you were. It wasn't an easy job to get. You have to have your master's to be it and whatnot. And so anyway, so I get it now, but at the time it was hard. But anyways, out of that was born yeah, a so- communication technique that now we employ Every day. Yes, this is our yes. Every single day, this is one of our favorite ones. It's called brainstorming. Please use it. Yes, and it what you so basically much. you do is just shout out brainstorming. Brainstorming. Or, yeah, you, or you could just say it. You don't have to shout it, but you know we <laughs> we we tend to shout it. But we do. Yeah. So once you shout it out, brainstorming, <laughs> nobody can get mad at you. You can't you take can't anything. Ma- it's a bubble. It's just yeah. So like if you say hey. You know, Mystic Michaela, you know, why don't you, you know, work at Publix? Brainstorming. Brainstorming. You know, you say you brainstorming, say brainstorming first. first. Yes. yes. Oh, you have to say it first. You cannot say no, it you after. You have to say brainstorming first. Yeah. If you say it after, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like you're covering your tracks. So once you, once you say that, you can throw out all these ideas and just know that they're just ideas that are willy-nilly. Maybe one hits. Maybe they don't hit. Yeah. The yeah. whole point is when you say brainstorming, the other person knows you're throwing spaghetti at the wall. Right. Exactly. And... It's also a great technique so that you don't censor too much what you're saying. So you can really like have some great ideas thrown out there without worrying it's going to insult the other person because everyone knows it's brainstorming. Like you could say something completely stupid and even if somebody's like, that's a terrible, stupid idea, you're like, I get it. I was brainstorming. So you don't take even personally if somebody's like, your ideas are all dumb because you knew you were just brainstorming. But through our brainstorming sessions, we've allowed ourselves not to take things personally and also hit on some amazing ideas because we're not scared of hurting each other's feelings. Exactly. And so uh, use that. It's great in a relationship. Really good. You know, before I came up with my Jumanji idea, playing at home, <laughs> Jumanji, 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 I, I shouted out brainstorming. I feel know. like, was brainstorming yours or mine? Ah. Uh, Oh, boy. I think it was mine. Was it yours? Yeah. I yeah, think it might have been that's yours. That's so me to say, like, yeah. okay, I'm brainstorming, and then I would yeah. define brainstorming for you. All right. You. I'm giving you credit. For, yeah, you get credit for that yes. one. <laughs> So go use that. All use right. that. All right. So brainstorming came out of that. Well, now, now here's the thing with the with the rink guard thing. If you said that comment to me today, maybe I'm in a better place. Yes. And maybe you use the term brainstorming, but I don't know that I would have had the same react. I don't think I have the same because you're in a better spot. Yeah, probably because I'm in a better spot. But I've also over the years learned to kind of have a more of a filter. Mm. And now that I know that I'm red, I I tend to. How do I say this? <laughs> There's things in my head that I'm going to want to blurt out, but I now have the ability to not blurt them out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I know I'm red. So, so sometimes, like you know, I sometimes an argument, I'll keep it going a little longer than you would, or I'll perseverate, as you guys <laughs> always tell me that I do. And now, and now I think. That I don't do that as much. You guys probably would disagree. No, you don't. You don't do it as much. And I and the reason why is because it'll come into my head like you know what, I'm, I want to. Ha- I have to say this. I have to say this to end this argument. 
But then I realized, you know, I don't really need to say that. It's she probably already knows it or the person already probably knows it. And it's already been beat, you know, beat down the, the mm. issue. So I will hold back on those things now in my head, like spe- specifically consciously will not say those things anymore. Or I will not blurt. Like I'll think a couple seconds before I say, all right, should I blurt that one out? Because I know if I blurt that one out, it's probably going to keep it going or she might take it the wrong way. Yeah. And I've made a very conscious effort. And that's ever since I've, I've learned my colors. Before I learned, I would have just kept blurted it out because I you came from a family of blurter outers. Well, your dad's yellow and yeah. your mom's red. So you're all extremely unfiltered blurters and you're all very honest, too honest sometimes with each other. Right. And then there's this kind of thing where, well, why would it bother you if it's not true? And it, uh, because you said it <laughs> like you, yep. so that's how your family works the way that i was raised we were more cognizant of people's emotions all the time almost to the extreme so i so what i've learned from you is to be more honest about how i'm feeling in an articulated kind way yeah and but also be more honest yeah so i've learned to take because you're always saying, sometimes you, even if you know somebody's, doesn't mean what they're saying, you can still take them at face value. So if somebody says like, I'm fine, I'm good. If they said it, why are you digging under that? Even though you know there's something under it, doesn't mean you got to dig under it. They said they're fine. And it's their responsibility to come to you with more honesty if they're not fine. So I've learned that from you. So that's, I feel like we yeah. balance each other out from both extremes to a middle I, I totally agree. Honesty so, with kindness yeah. and a bit of a filter. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and, I, and I definitely can't. And sometimes I, I can't help myself. I do apologize. But I, I, do try, I do try to make the best effort that I can to think it over my head for a few seconds before I actually do it. And I think actually right now I, don't do, I do it a little bit more with Brianna than I do with anyone else. Mm. Not with, I, I think with Abby, I don't think I do it at all. And you, I, I, don't, I don't think I do as much. But with Bri, I'm still working. Well, she's red too. Yeah, she's red too. And so she's some, like a new red. Yeah, she's a new red. And <laughs> she's like a, a baby red. So with her, I still think I kind of say things that maybe I should just this. hold Brianna's it back. Because you know, I'm always like, you know, I have to teach her this. I have to teach her this. And yeah. I know it's... Maybe just not the time. To well, teach what her. I learned about red people is they tend to like to learn things the way they want to learn things, yeah. not the way you're telling them to learn like, something. Yeah, and they like to take charge of their own learning. Sometimes, no, I mean that's so true. The other day, I, we were just in the, just getting off topic just for a second here, but we were in the pool, and I was just trying to teach her how to get across the pool underwater without taking a breath. You know, big pool, and try to, how do how do you get across without taking a breath? And I was just showing her some techniques, and she's like, just uh huh, uh huh, refusing to do it, and. Oh, you know, obviously she doesn't know how to do it because she's younger. I know how to do it because I was taught it and I, and I learned it. And at the, I was just so frustrated. I'm like, well, how do you learn? How, like, how do, you, do ever, you learn? Yeah, how do you learn is what I said to her. What's your preferred method of learning? I think it's what yeah, you Yeah, because at some point someone has to teach you it or you have to teach you yourself. learn it from you. Like yeah. you're, not, you're not her uh, designated educator. Those right. are the people at school. Right. The, those are the teachers, I mean, not are you. you. Are you going to buy you know, like Phelps' book on swimming and figure out <laughs> – how to smoke weed and swim at the same time. I don't even know what that is, but I'm sure some people know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Okay, so, so anyway. Yeah. I think, and this is all, another one of your phrases, not mine. You, you came up with, there's no winners and losers here. There are no winners and losers in any relationship. And I think that's probably the most important of all of it. At the end of the day, you know. If you love someone. Yeah. And you want it to work out, there's not 
a peanut gallery watching you deciding who won and who lost. Right. So at the end of the day, and I think this is what you and I have discovered about just to end it, how you and I have discovered this about each other. There's no winners and losers here. Like I could win an argument. You could win an argument. Who cares if I win, we both lose. If you know, it's, exactly, yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. So I feel like a big thing that we've learned how to do as a couple is take a minute swallow our ego and it is very hard to do sometimes and be like okay how could i have said this differently how can we navigate the same conversation in the future what pattern do we see here underlying where do you feel offended where do i feel offended where do you feel unheard where do i feel unheard and then really just find a solution and fix it for the future and i find that we've gotten really good at that i mean i do yeah i do okay i agree all right, so and just now I had something in my head that yeah. I was going to say to you, but I actually held it back. What? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Okay. okay, Hunter Stockton's back. Oh, All right, no. we're going to break for two ads, and then when we come back, or when you come back, uh, communication in aura color. Because I've been really trying to cut down on my sugars, I recently have discovered Catalina Crunch and their cereal as a wonderful friend to me at this time. Sometimes I just get really hungry, but I don't want to eat anything bad. And these are healthy cereals that don't taste like cardboard. They actually fill me up and I feel full for a long time after. Catalina Crunch cereal has the crunch you crave without the added sugar. It's low carb, high protein, and zero sugars. You can feel fuller and longer, and boy, you really do. Made with clean ingredients, there's absolutely nothing artificial in Catalina Crunch's cereal. You can taste for yourself with over 10,000 customers rate Catalina Crunch five stars. They've got eight crave-worthy flavors to choose from. Their cinnamon toast is so good, you guys. Dark chocolate, again, satisfies my chocolate moments. They have chocolate peanut butter, chocolate banana, honey graham, fruity, maple waffle, and mint chocolate. Every flavor is delicious on its own, but you can mix them together for just an awesome bowl of cereal, like cinnamon toast and chocolate peanut butter or maple waffle and fruity. Not sure which flavor to try first. Just grab a variety pack and try them all at once. My kids eat it. Everybody eats it. We really love it around here. Don't be surprised if you fall in love with all of them. So see why Catalina Crunch is the fastest growing cereal brand in America. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com slash KYA for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's CatalinaCrunch.com slash KYA. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try the variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're at it. Again, that's CatalinaCrunch.com slash KYA for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So mellower vibes are a moment away with dad grass. I got my mind set on dad grass. <laughs> They'll take you back to a time when music was on vinyl, books were bought in a store, and hipsters were a style of jeans. George Harrison always killed it in the 5D. And to celebrate the passage of time, they are doing a special collab with George Harrison's estate to mark 50 years since his All Things Must Pass album. Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% organic pre-rolled joints are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Chill out without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle. And Dadgrass 
Pendergrass knows you get by with a little hemp from a friend, they've partnered with the George Harrison Estate to create a new CBD and CBG blend and accessories called All Things Must Grass, which pays tribute to the man who always let the good times roll. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your front door anywhere in the U.S. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash KYA. Go to dadgrass.com slash KYA for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash KYA. When we talk about communication, what we're really talking about is validation. Everyone around you and including yourself just wants to be validated. They just want to be seen and heard. You don't have to agree with them, but you do have to allow them to see that you get where they're coming from and what they're saying. That's how you validate somebody. And you have to also find where in yourself you feel like you need validation. And so many of us, when we communicate, we can forget that the people we're talking to are actually the same as us. They just need validation too. And we just need validation. I love, one of the reasons why I love working with Aura Colors is because it improves communication. How many people have written to me, oh, you know, my husband and I, my mom and I, my sister and I, my brother and I have gotten so much better at understanding each other because I understand, I get it now because of the Aura Colors, how they communicate and what their communication style is. My good friend, she has several siblings and I looked and she was saying her and her brother, they never quite get along and she's blue and purple, but she's like a tough blue. She's like, she's gone through some stuff and she doesn't really handhold other people because she really hasn't been handheld in her life. And she doesn't, you know, she can have a problem with coddling people and her brother, I looked at him, he's indigo. And he was taking a lot of her teasing and a lot of her brusqueness and, a lot of her figure it out yourself. I had to like that personally. And so when she understood, oh wait, he's indigo and I get the whole how I'm blue and what my issues are and what his issues are. Now they get along a lot better. And I, I, I love stories like that. Just understanding where somebody is coming from and, and the way that they need to be validated and the way that you come off might not be absorbed by them in the correct way and vice versa. I see all the time in different Facebook groups I'm in, not on the uh, MMSF Facebook group, but in different Facebook groups I'm in, people having, I love this, and I just want to comment aura colors, but I know in those spaces nobody knows what I'm talking about, but I saw this one in this one group I'm in, and she was saying that her boyfriend, uh, you know, never plans anything, and she's always the planner, so she's always, you know, I'm planning this, and I'm planning that, and I'm planning this, and if I didn't call him, I don't think we'd be dating anymore, like he does, and and he doesn't see the problem with it, and in my head, I'm like, this guy's obviously a green, and you're probably yellow, and you're used to planning things all the time, and you're probably yellow-blue, because now your blue is like, hey, why don't you notice me? Why don't you see me? And your green boyfriend is probably like, 
has no idea what's going on. You like to be like this, so I'll just let you be like this. Everything's great, right? So it's, I see these little things, and she's starting to take it personally, like, oh, is he this horrible person? When honestly, as a green, he probably just needs it to be spelled out to him a little bit better. Like, hey, you know, I really appreciate it when you take the initiative maybe once or twice a week to make a plan. You made one on Tuesday, maybe on Thursdays you can make plans too. Does that kill the romance? Sure. It sure might. Does it kill the romance for the green person? No. He probably thinks it's great. So just understanding that sometimes your issues might be yours and not necessarily universal can help you communicate with everyone. You know, I understand that we all hear things differently and we explain things differently And we just all see the world within the filter of our aura colors. And communication is just one of those ways, one of those filters in which you see and view and interact with the world. So if you understand your own filter and you understand that other people don't have the same one and also, additionally, how theirs may work, you can really interact better with everybody and you can take from relationships the best potential they can give you. For the purpose of today... For the purpose of today, we are just going to pretend (laughs) that every single communication topic we're talking about as I go through each aura color, everyone's balanced and normal and has good intentions. So I'm not talking about people who have issues or they're mean or they have bad intentions or they're narcissists or they have some other issues going on with them. I'm not talking about that type of communication. I'm talking about just, let's just say we're all on the same field. We all want what's best for everybody else. And just when the scenarios, I hope that that'll make sense as I go along. Basically, bottom line with communication, understanding that not everyone works the way you do can help you have better relationships with them. And then speaking, you know, in their aura color, speaking whatever aura color they are can help you get closer to them and can help you also get them to want to learn more about what these aura things are because they'll get it. So let's start with red auras. How many, how many, how many, how many yellow aura people do I do readings for and they have some sort of red aura boss and it's just like it's a lot of headbutting. Well, let's get into it. All right. So red auras are generally an intense personality. And intense is not a bad thing. And in our social constructs, if you're an intense man, that's like, oh, awesome. If you're an intense woman, all of a sudden it's like, ew, you know. So putting that into perspective too. But they're usually very intense, intensely passionate people. And they really do show love and respect this way. So as Sometimes when the way that they speak or the way they get excited about something or the way they start giving directions or taking over, taking control or taking charge, that's their way of showing you love. And that's their way of giving you a feeling of safety. So when red aura people usually talk, they're very strong with their opinions on things. They are very forceful. And they don't always ask for everyone's opinion about what they have deemed the correct way in which to proceed in a conversation. But it is truly deep down with red auras. It's because they care. They are just great at kind of taking 
problems and people and environments under their wing. So their whole lives, they just step with that foot. So this can be misinterpreted by a lot of different aura colors as controlling or on a power trip or rude or bossy or aggressive. Okay. And with a well-intentioned red aura person, it's really not. They just are probably so used to doing it and being put in situations where that happens that they just, they just do it. They don't even think twice about it. Because of this, they don't like to be told what to do. So you have to ease in. So you can't just be like, this is what we're doing today, or this is the restaurant we're going to, or this is, this is how the party's going to go, or we're going on this double date, be ready at, you know, at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. They're going to be like, no, immediately they're going to be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like immediately. It's just knee-jerk reaction. They're like, no. So you got to ease it in. You got to be like, you know, I'd really like to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I have this idea. I'd like to talk about it with you. Oh, okay. Let's talk about it. All right. So you have to ease your way in. They don't like to be interrupted or undercut. Now, none of us do, but they will call you out on it a lot quicker than other aura colors. Uh, immediately if they feel, because they consider it disrespectful. So if they're in the middle of an idea and they get spoken over or interrupted or undercut, that's uh, we're done. We're going to shut down on you. And they will want to talk about it and bring it out in the open. Like, Hey, you just interrupted me or Hey, uh, you just told me this to my face and then went behind my back to our coworkers and said this. So let's, let's discuss. They will, they don't like to leave it for the next day and they can't let it go. They want to be honest and, and have a conversation about it. So in communication, they're extremely in the present moment and very honest. And now if, and they're fine with, like, red people are fine with discourse, and they're fine if you have another alternate opinion than theirs, and they're they're absolutely fine with that. It's just, you listen to me, I listen to you, and even if we agree to disagree, we had, we had a civil, respectful, mutually respectful conversation about it. They can handle that, and they don't need you to like everything they say or do, or even who they are. Respect is more important to them than... Than, than anything else. So you can hate, they're fine. Like you hate me as a person. Okay, that's fine. But you know, you're still going to be civil to me and you're still going to be play it straight with me. So they like to see kind of where everybody's at. They do need you to see their point. So when you're talking to a red aura person, if they, they're going to keep repeating themselves over and over again until you're like, okay, let me hear what you're saying here. So this is what you're saying. You're saying this, 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 and I actually under, okay, and I get that. They want you, logic is so important to red people. So reiterating what you hear them saying is really helpful. And then, and then you can come back with like, I hear what you're saying. However, now, now let me give you my side of the coin. So they want to be heard and understood and understand too, that you get it enough to continue talking with them. So they won't, they, they do tend to get stuck on a point unless they understand you understand it. They like logic. You have to appeal to what makes sense. Now, emotions and feelings can make sense to them. So if all of a sudden, which is different than some other aura colors we're going to get into. So if a red aura person who normally they're very logical, if, if you say, listen, you know, I don't, this is, this is why your idea doesn't work for me because I, you know, I, I get shy when I'm around, I don't know, that person. Therefore, I can't go on the double date with them because I feel uncomfortable. They'll get that. They'll be like, okay, 
I understand. Like they will, they they get emotions and they do consider them logical enough to listen to. Not all aura colors are like that. So that's that's something that they but you have to be honest and vulnerable to them about it for them to hear you. Um and reds, the other and finally with red people, it's not also just feelings or logic. Sometimes their whole life, like their narrative, they tend to be very passionate people. So if you're trying to convince a red person of something and you're having a hard time, sometimes you have to make it kind of a bigger narrative. Like, do you really want to live life stuck? You know, that's kind of like a narrative or, you know, let's do this because life's too short to eat at the same restaurant 10 times in a row. Let's try the new place, even though I know it's new. Or let's purchase this because you know what? This is this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and I really feel like this would be something that gets as closer as a couple or something. So if you appeal to kind of the bigger picture or even like a romanticized version of like what's going on or a narrative or their legacy or something like that, red people can take a risk. Red people can change their ways. Red people can bend. All right. So that's red people with communication. Yellows. And I had to do yellows next because I feel like Reds and yellows always end up like working together. I don't see a lot of red people and yellow people in romantic relationships. It's true. I do not. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying I don't see that a lot. <laughs> but because I feel like they do butt heads often. Um, yellows. Yellows come in direct, man. So, you know, I was talking about how like you can't come in direct with red people. Well, yellows do. Got this idea. This is the best idea. Let me show you this idea and let me highlight this idea and I'm just going to run with this idea. Goodbye. And like red people are like, hey, what now? No. Okay. But that's how yellow people talk now. I love a yellow person. If that's great. Go, go. Do, do you, yellow. Like, thank you. Take my life and fix it. I give it to you. Um, <laughs> so, but they come in direct and they come in immediately with a lot of questions. Yellows ask a lot. They're very curious. So it's like, what do you do this? How about this? And they like kind of study you as they're asking you things. And then they come immediately with solutions. So it's a lot of questions to get the picture. And then they'll be like, okay, here's a bunch of solutions. It depends on the yellow. It depends on like their programming and I don't know how they're raised and who knows what, but they can miss niceties at times. So and and this could also be an American thing, by the way, if I've worked with other cultures who are also yellow. They sometimes kind of hop in right away like, you know, hello, here's the work. Here's what you're doing. This is the due date. Bye. It's like, whoa, okay. Like, I'm doing great too. Hope you're doing great. You know, sometimes they, they'll skip it because they just want to get right to it. But the the other thing with yellows is they can go extreme with their personality, the, the person that you meet, they can either be super duper bubbly or very, very quiet, almost with the appearance of being cold. They're not cold, but they can have that appearance depending on who they are, just because they take time to process. So some yellows who have learned this about themselves, and usually, honestly, it's like yellow blues or yellow indigos, what happens is they know they can be perceived as because they take you in, like yellow people study you. And they know that not all other aura colors, not all other people like enjoy that feeling of being studied. So while they're studying you, they're like super bubbly. They're like, hi, my name's Ali. Are you going to this party? What are you doing? You know, then they're like really bubbly, but they're still studying you, but it's kind of a distraction. Or they don't even, they don't bother with the bubbly thing and they just watch you for a second. You're just like, uh, it's like this, I call it the scan. I've talked about it before. Yellow, purples, do this 
the most. You, when you meet a yellow purple, it's just, it's the first, I don't know, two seconds. It's just, you feel them. And then they decide if they like you or not. But you have to go through it. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, are you like, did I pass? And then it's fine. So anyways, yes, they, they, they have a hard time letting something go as well, especially because they do so much research and think, and they really do hold a lot of confidence in their ideas and their viewpoints. So it's really hard for them to let something go too. Hence again, why it's hard for reds and yellows to work together because they both have a hard time letting something go. So anyway, so when yellows really have it's a, this well thought out solution, they can explain to you upside down, sideways, all roundabout why this is best for you and best for the situation, why this point should be the point that's brought home and why this idea is the best one or whatever they're trying to communicate to you is correct because they do have a lot to back it up. And so if you're like, no, I don't like that. They're like, why? <laughs> like now, now come back at me with the same researched answers. And a lot of people aren't like that. They're like, no, I just don't want to. And then it can really be frustrating for a yellow. So you have to respect that they've researched this and looked into it and have found very solid pathways to it. And that's how they show love. That is how yellow people show love. Like I did it for you. I looked into it. This is the best thing for everybody, what I'm saying. They do need you to do their things their way if they're in charge. Otherwise, you just have to leave them be to do it their way if they're not. You cannot micromanage a yellow. You just give them kind of a project and just let them go. If you've given, so in a relationship, for example, if their job is, I don't know, redecorating the kitchen or getting the right mortgage calculations ready or being the person that's in touch with the credit card companies or they're the ones that deals with utility bills, like just leave them be, you know, like just leave them be, let them do their thing, let them have their task because when they get micromanaged, they can get very snippy about it. And uh, it's just not, it's not good for communication because then they feel like you're not trusting them. They do like to make their idea the best one there is. And they're very convincing at it. And they have a hard time letting it go. So if, for example, you have a yellow planning your bachelorette party or something, and she's like, we should go to, I don't know, Vegas. And everybody else in the whole party is like, no, we can't afford it. She'll go around to everyone and get them until they say yes, and it will happen. And she's like, listen, I did this. What's your finances then? What's your budget? She'll take your budget. She's like, here, let me, I figured it out for you. <laughs> you know, they'll just do it for you. And then, and then here you go. Now, now we're doing it. Got my way. Okay. They're just good like that. Now I love that, but some people don't. And which can leave a yellow feeling very rejected because they're just trying to help. They will always give you a logical way to solve something, which makes sense for a lot of reasons, but can lack passion. So they, they'll usually appeal to logic versus emotion. Therefore, if they don't work great with reds, they work great. Yellows work great with greens, and I will see a lot of yellows in relationships with greens because of this. Um, green people are very similar to yellow, yellow people, so, and they both come from the logic the logic rules standpoint versus the emotion rules standpoint. Yellows are not in the teamwork, okay? Like, you know, either let them take over or just, you know, step back. 
I think we know that about yellow people. You can really latch, yellows can really latch onto the way things should be done via social norms and etiquette and use that as reasoning why something should happen. So when you're communicating with yellow people, it's very important to be polite and gracious and kind. And it's important for for you to understand that, you know, let's say you're going to a yellow person's house for, I don't know, potluck or something. Really ask them, like, what, what are you needing? Do you need dessert? You know, do you, do you need me to bring a specific thing? Or can I just go rogue last minute, whatever I pick up at the grocery store, which is what, you know, I'm going to do as a purple. But, like, what, what do you need? What's the category of food? They appreciate that because if a yellow person doesn't understand this about themselves, they'd be like, so rude. She just showed up with, like, you know, a cake. I already had three cakes. I don't need this cake. So it's just. And obviously, like, a purple person might not be being rude. It's just that's how they operate. They're going to go the 15 minutes before at the grocery store right by you and grab it and run out. I mean, that's nobody's being rude there, but it can be perceived as rude. So if you're trying to communicate with a yellow, ask them those questions. Um, yeah. And, and this can, like, really irk other aura colors because they're like, oh, are you trying to be perfect? Are you trying to be, like, the best? Is, is it, they extend the same courtesies to you that they expect you to expe- extend to them sometimes. And yellows just generally are very into self-improvement. They love to read the self-help books. I mean, if you want to talk to a yellow person, just bring up that kind of stuff. They, they love, hey, any new podcast lately you're listening to? Any new you know, vitamins I should be knowing about. Like they're up to date and they know all about that kind of stuff. And sometimes how it can be misconstrued because they're really on top of like recent research or like, for example, if you're getting like a medical procedure, ask a yellow because chances are they have a doctor for you already. They know three people that have had it done. They're up to date with the current research. If they're not, you'll be getting an article about that very soon and they'll be like uh, research shows and and don't do this after and I you know that and some people could be like oh that's nosy or but it's not that's how again how they show love so the communication with yellows is they try to improve you too and that's not them thinking there's something wrong with you which some people could assume that that's actually them just being helpful to you blue people Blue auras, you know, blue auras, blue auras don't talk about themselves, but sometimes what happens is they get so used to it. They get so used to being in everybody else's space and everybody else's head. And when they're communicating, they're making, they always have their filter on and they're always making sure they don't hurt anyone's feelings. And what happens is, is the world around them, the people that are, are, that they're communicating with can just start, start, okay, you don't have feelings or you don't care, or I'll just, I won't even ask you because that's the vibe they give off. But what really helps blues is when you take a moment to be like, Hey, what do you want to do? Hey, we never ask you for your opinion. So what is it? What's your opinion? What's your favorite restaurant to go to tonight for girls night? Like I, I, your, it's your choice, your time to decide. We never ask you. So when you're communicating with a blue person, take a moment to be like, Hey, wait a second that, you know, She's the one that never says anything. She's always go with the flow. Let's take a moment to see them and call them out and make, and just even if they're like, oh, I don't care, I don't care, it'll make them feel seen, which is nice. They always try to find what's wrong with other people. So it's nice to kind of like sometimes take them aside. Not a lot because it'll stress out the blue aura, but every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, how you doing? You know, or, or even if, 
that sometimes blue people don't like to talk about them. Oh, well, they never like to talk about themselves. So you just like, you know, I see you send them a Spotify gift card or something like here, just a little, I love you. You know, little things like that can help, you know, drop off something cute at their door. You know, just like little things like that mean a lot to a blue person. A little thing goes such a long way for a blue or a person and it just helps them feel seen and heard inside. So sometimes it's not even the talking that can make uh, a blue or a person have better communication. It's just what's what you do for them, the actions. They always want in any friend situation, any work situation, any relationship, the first thing blue auras do is look for the place that they'll be helpful. So in a relationship, it's like, oh, what aren't you good at? So I'll get good at that for you. In a work situation, oh, what's not happening here so I can make up for it? In a friendship situation, who needs this so I can be that for them? They're always looking for the weak spots so that they can solidify them so that they can be a support system for those spots. Therefore, when you notice that, you're always a listening ear. You always text back first. You always do this. I really appreciate you. You know, you always, you were really there for me at this time when you said this. It means a lot because they're so actively doing it all the time. So communicating with them just helps you, yeah, see it. But also, if you say to them, like, oh, I'm good, I don't need it, or I don't need you, or I'm fine, I don't, they can feel very rejected. So if they're an, like a non-self-aware person and you're like, oh, how can I help with the bake sale? We got it. We're good. Oh, immediately they hear like, oh, I'm not necessary. Wow. Rejection. So always try to include them. They need to hear how they're helping you specifically too. You know, so just just being like specific with how they helped, it makes them open up more to you and, and improve a lot of communication. Blues get in their head. So they can sit in there and stew and be like, oh, well, I guess they don't think about much about me or they don't invite me here. They don't. It's like, well, the blue person, the blue aura person probably doesn't ever self-advocate. They're just waiting for somebody to see them the way they always see other people. So you can help a blue aura person by moving it along by seeing them for them. They totally can handle grumpy people. They have no problem with grumpy people as long as they're, like, authentically grumpy. That's why, like, blue people always work great with, like, <laughs> kids or animals or, like, the elderly or whatever. Because it's, like, that's real, you know. So they're, like, oh, you're grumpy today. Okay. What they can handle is, like, actually mean people. <laughs> so they – so with with a blue person, all you got to do is level with them. You know what? I did not get enough sleep last night, and, man, I am grumpy. <laughs> Like, or I didn't mean to snap at you the way, you know, your coworker or your boyfriend or something. I didn't mean to snap at you the way I just did. I just, I feel like I'm having anxiety right now. So I don't take it personally and I'm sorry I did it too. So kind of owning it and kind of leveling with them, they'll be like, okay, totally fine. No water under the bridge. No problem. I see a lot of like blue auras in relationships I mean, you can, like, improve your marriage so much if you just tell them, like, hey, when you stopped at the grocery store and you got my almond milk and you just knew I was running low and I didn't even have to tell you, like, I have to tell you that that's, like, thank you. I love you. That meant so much to me. Well, that, I mean, that goes a long way with a blue aura person. (laughs) So, 
It's just something that you can do to make them feel heard and loved. Before we talk about indigo auras and communication, I want to talk about Saqqara. Did you know that seeking wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life is really what you're supposed to do? And you can start with what you eat. With Saqqara, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste or quality. And let me tell you how easy it is. They come to your house prepared they kind of give you a list like you can eat this for breakfast, eat this for lunch, eat this one for dinner, boom, done. And the feelings that you have after, you just really know that you're self-nourishing in the most basic and necessary of ways. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb those sugar cravings, which is my issue, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. Sakara's functional plant-rich wellness essentials help you create your body, um, a body that you love living in, from their best-selling metabolism super powder to the foundation, their daily supplement packs. Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere, and right now. Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash KYA or enter code KYA at checkout. That's Sakara. S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash K-Y-A to get 20% off your first order. That's Sakara dot com slash K-Y-A. So indigos with communication, it's a lot like blues, so all that, but I have to add a couple things. I was actually really inspired. Another reason why I was inspired to do this episode is because my friend, she just moved in with her fiance and he's green blue and she's indigo yellow. And it's an adjustment, okay? Because indigos, and this is what I was going to say, can't, you can't overwhelm them with too much you or they'll poof, disappear. And so she was having this issue where he was constantly, I mean, his family was always over and then he's always like talking to her all the time and like it's, he didn't, he doesn't need his alone time and she didn't understand that she really did. But as an indigo, you do. So she felt bad expressing this to him because she knows that it doesn't very, you know, it doesn't sound nice to be like, hey, I need what she really wanted to say was I, you can't talk to me all the time. I need like chunks of time during my day where I don't hear you speak to me and I'm alone. Like that's how she felt, but she knew how to articulate that. So she felt bad and he was just not taking hints or cues. So she like, you know, they're starting to live together. So, you know, there's an adjustment period and she kind of blew up at him a couple times. And then he was like, what the heck? And blew up at her a couple times. And he felt, and then she said, I just want to be alone. And he thought that was rude. So there was all this misinterpreting and miscommunication. Then we talked and then she understood how to articulate it a little bit better, which is I'm indigo, <laughs> which means, which means I need my time alone and I when I get that, I'm a nicer person later because 
my boundaries are such that I need time to reprocess them and re-understand them and rebuild them during the day just because I'm so absorbed into energy. So when I get home from work, I need a couple hours by myself and I don't want to talk and I don't have chit chat. I just want to be alone. And it's not personal. And as soon as he understood that and he's green, he's like, oh, okay, I, I don't relate to that, but I totally respect you and I love you and thank you for saying it that way. And now they have like, you know, quiet time every day and it just helps everybody. So speaking about what you need is an indigo is really important as, as any aura color is really important, but I feel like the indigos have a harder time sometimes expressing this because they know it, they feel like they're mean and also they need the most alone time. So, and alone, like they can't pretend they're alone. They actually need to be alone. And other people obviously can feel like that's rude and interpreted as rejection. So a lot of times indigos don't say that. And then they end up getting snippy or snappy or health problems or who, you know, and all sorts of things that we talk about on here can happen. So anyways, indigos, they don't ghost you to be mean, by the way. Like we talk about the indigoist. Sometimes they just have to disappear for a while to process it because talking and all that can be too much for them. So, so when you're dealing with an indigo, you can't hound them. You say it once, you put it out there. You're like, you, you also establish that, you know, it's not personal that they're taking their time to process or whatever. And then you just take a step back energetically. They'll come to you. Indigos are kind of like cats. It's just like, just let them come to you. And then it's, it's fine. Um, they need longer process times. So when you're kind of coming at them like, oh, here's my idea or here's my thought or here's what we're going to do and you're trying to talk to them, try to communicate with them. And if you're, if you're giving them like a lot of stimulation at once, they might not be able to have an answer for you right away. So a big thing for indigos is they might need a few days to give you an answer or develop their own opinion or communicate something back more effectively than they are in that moment. So you could be having something like, we got to work this out as a friendship, or we got to work this out as a couple, or we got to work this out as an office. So whatever the communication is, if something has to be worked out, indigos might need just a little bit more time to understand how they even feel and then come back to you a few days later, which is something indigos have to learn how to articulate. Like, give me a minute, I'm going to sit with this, and I'm going to come back to you in a few days and, and, and give you a well-versed response that respects the sincerity of the conversation and, and, and how I feel. This just takes a lot of guts to do and it's, it's hard and it takes time. So if you're in a relationship with an indigo, just understand they might not be there that yet. So you give them that space. Um, yeah, that's the indigo thing. Plus all the blue stuff. I'm trying to, yes, that's, that's, a, yep, that's my indigo stuff. Okay. So Oh, yeah, because, you know, with indigos, like, that's my last point with indigos. Sometimes it's hard. It can fall apart when they have to verbalize something on the spot. I think that's a big thing. Because then you can say something and you're like, nah, that's not what I meant. So you just need time. You just need time. That's all. So give, if you're communicating with indigos, just give them time. Be like, you don't have to talk. We don't have to talk about this now. Let's talk about this in a few days. Purples. Well, purples in communication. You know, purples like to keep things real. So when you're communicating with a purple, just just be real. (laughs) Just be real. You can overshare. That's cool. They might overshare back. Okay. They don't mind it. 
no, they notice the things that are weird going on around us at all times. So I guess to like have really communicate with the purple is sometimes the serious stuff isn't where to start. Sometimes it's like the funny stuff going on and the stuff that's so obvious or, or how the observational humor of, of what is happening. So sometimes in relationships with a purple, if you want to talk to them seriously, they might just be like, okay, like you wanting me to be serious with you actually puts me on the opposite spectrum of how I want to feel about this. So starting off kind of light or funny or like whatever, or just seeing the absurdity of life in general with purples is just how they communicate anyways, because purples are always kind of living on, living in the fringes a bit of life. They, yes, we have to go to work. Yes, we have to do this. Yes, we have to do that. But if you start bringing in like, I don't know, something very detail oriented with them, immediate, they're like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about this. And, And that can get interpreted as somebody who's being rude or disrespectful or not serious or something. But it's just... It's just how purples are. Um, so anyway, so you can't take it personally like that. They just like to joke and play around. They cannot be told what to do. The second you walk in to a conversation with a purple and you're like, this is what we're doing. or this is what we're... It's kind of like reds. But pr- the difference between purples and reds with the I don't – don't tell me what to do thing with purples and reds is the same. The difference is reds want to tell you what to do. And purples literally do not care what you do. <laughs> they just don't tell me what to do. That's like the difference. So if you walk in telling them what to do, they're, they're shutting down. They will definitely test boundaries. So in communication, if there's like boundaries that seem a little bit absurd or something, or or they know somebody's, maybe not boundaries, like walls, they definitely test walls. So if they know that you're in a bad mood, but you're pretending not to be, they'll ask about it. Or if, if you come in and you're lying and they can sense it, they will test it on you. So they're never listening. Purples never are really listening to what people are saying. They're listening to what they're not saying. And purples will always trust their gut before they trust what you're, what, what's coming out of your mouth. So with purples, you're at your words and your intentions have to align. If they don't, you lose it with the purple because purples are very confident with what they get about you. If they don't like you or if they feel like you're lying or they feel like you're full of it or maybe it's a, a good friendship and you're just having a moment, if they don't feel like you're talking about what's really going on and you're just talking about logic or what should be happening or a specific incident, they'll go to actually the heart of the matter. Like, this isn't about me not liking your boyfriend. This is about the fact that you never want me to be happy. Like, they'll go there like that. And that's the thing with purples. They'll never they'll get you off the, the, the topic into the bigger picture. So when you have an argument or conversation or difficult conversation with a purple, expect to be taken to therapy, basically. Like they are going to go there. And a lot of times purples have no problem getting vulnerable about about themselves. So they expect you to get the same way. Um, Yeah. So purples – oh, and the other thing with purples is they – do not like processes. So they definitely want to be thrown into something. So I guess in in a work situation, this would be kind of a problem. 
if you're training a purple or there's a project coming up or or whatever, and maybe you have a yellow person teaching a, a purple person, they're like, it, it's like, wah, 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 wah. They're not hearing it. They're like, just throw me at it. I'll figure it out. And they do not mind mistakes. Purples don't mind making mistakes. They like mistakes. They would rather be thrown into something and make a ton of mistakes than be like taught it and then make maybe less mistakes. But purples will make them anyway. So it's 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 not them rejecting your well-intentioned attempts at helping them. It's that they really prefer to learn the hard way. And so you just got to let them. Got to let them. Green auras need to work alone, okay? Um they just do. One topic at a time. So when you're having a conversation with a green aura person, do not overwhelm them. Like if you're talking about, I want to redo the bathroom, like let that be the conversation, not. And we should think about where we're putting the kids next year for school. Like that's that's like going to Pluto and Mars on the same day. Like you can't do that. So you got to one topic at a time <laughs> and let them sit with it. Greens will ask a lot of questions first and then go to their corner and take it all apart and put it back together again. Just, you know, think about little green aura kids. Maybe you know one. These are the kids that take the Lego set and they don't like the directions. They're just going to do it their own way. Or they're the, the little kids that take apart the clock and look at all the pieces and then put it back together. They do that with communication too. So you can say like, whatever you want to say to them, like your point or what's going on or what have you, but they're going to sit there. They're going to take it in, ask you questions, and then they're going to put it through their own systems to kind of put it back together in a way that they understand it. That's why it takes them so, that's why you can't overwhelm them with more than one topic at a time because they really do sit with the nuances of everything you're saying and try to make it make sense to them. They absolutely love to learn, but they're self-motivated. So if you tell them like, I don't know, like, I mean, in, in like a love relationship, <laughs> this is like my favorite green example. If, if, if you tell them, listen, I want you to do the bathroom. You know how to do the bathroom. You know how to tile. Why should we hire somebody to tile since you know how to tile? And they might even be like, okay, and they'll teach themselves how to do it and they'll go in there and they'll do it. But the second they don't want to anymore, they're done. And then you coming up with, but you have to follow through or you said you what, like those things, they don't hear it anymore. Green people are very motivated to act in the way they want to. And when you communicate with them, you have to go through their own motivation, their own channels of motivation. So that's why if like with projects, with working on a project, it's like, what new innovative way are you going to do it, green or a person and show us, or what can you teach me about what you're doing? You got to get them kind of like interested in it, in a, in a higher level way so they'll finish out with whatever they're supposed to be doing but in a way that they feel is new and challenging and innovative and not like anything else and interest it just interests them because green auras are very happy loners they might not be huge talkers so it's kind of like a zero to 60 thing with green auras either there's nothing they're like quiet they don't know it's quiet and they don't care that it's quiet that or they'll talk your ear off about 
who knows what, whatever they're probably interested in. <laughs> They'll just talk and talk and talk and talk. And talk. that's why I see a lot of green auras too with indigos because indigo auras are like, oh, if you're happy, I'm happy. So if you're talking about who the heck knows what, like where these hops and this beer originated from and why it's different in this region versus this region, like, oh, it's great. I'm super interested in it. <laughs> because you know they're happy to talk about it. But that's the kind of stuff they can go on and on and on and on and on about. Social constructs, forget it. Don't tell a green aura person we have to get married because that's what you do next. We've been dating 10 years. We need to get married. Like, no, we don't because that's a social construct and green people don't like that. So you can't use social constructs to communicate with them. They don't like that. You can't tell them, hey, everybody else is doing it, so let's do it. So if you're trying to convince them to do something, never use society as any sort of bargaining ship because they don't care. And if anything, it makes them not want to do it more, especially if they haven't again, taken that point, processed it, sat with it, run it through their filtration systems and made it their own. And furthermore, they can be very shut down emotionally if you press them too hard. So if you're trying to feed them a point that they don't want to eat, they will shut down. And so green aura people can be a little tough to convince to do things because they'll just be no, and then they can shut down to caring about how you were processing that or not. So you you have to be gentle with the way that you present things to them and they're very stubborn and they'd rather be, some of them, some green people would rather be right and alone than in a relationship and compromise. So a lot of times with green aura people, a lot of the compromising comes with the other party And that's just the way it is, you know, because like the green aura person has to find a logical point for it to be real for them. I hope that makes sense. They definitely see things as they are and they don't always tap into emotion. That's why I feel like greens and nature communicate so well um, because they understand nature and they understand how nature communicates and they understand how systems work and they understand that there's not always there's not always emotion attached to things. It just is what it is. But with people, when you communicate with a green aura person, there there are emotions. And green aura people don't always appreciate emotions being sprinkled into conversations and communications because it doesn't always make sense to them. Uh, what else? Oh, they people they're a little sometimes they can be so themselves green aura people that they're just accepted, which is great. But trying to get them to conform is impossible. Green aura people just have a vibe about them and they definitely are amazing at putting up a bit of a wall or a boundary where people aren't going to try to change that. And I think like when you talk to, when you communicate with green aura people, you just have to step into their world a bit and see where they're coming from and see how they operate and then just work within, within it through there. Green auras have no problem with dropping social niceties or social norms when it comes to acting or talking or whatever. I worked with this. Oh my God. I worked with this. It's so annoying. I was hired at the same time as when I was teaching as a Spanish teacher, I was hired at the same time as a a science teacher who was a guy. Now I was on a cart 
And interestingly enough, the other women hired at that time were also on a cart, but all the men hired at that time got classrooms because there were more teachers in classrooms, but all the men got classrooms. Hmm, anyways, he got one of the classrooms and he's a science teacher and he just like, and like when you get a classroom, it's not yours forever. Okay. Like you don't know what's happening next year. Well, this green aura guy was so green. He just started building like a fountain. <laughs> like in in the corner and I don't know what he was making something that was supposed to look like the what is that the continental reef or something and there was like water there was like a water feature in his classroom it's like I guess they can never move him he did a bunch of other stuff too he's like wallpapering it he's like making all this stuff everywhere like it's like you could never get him out he started hoarding stuff in there like a pack rat and he never went to faculty meetings okay he and you're supposed and especially when you're a new teacher he never went he's still working there okay like and and my coworker said it best who was red and blue and he said to me like they'll never they'll never make him do anything because he's already set it out exactly how he's going to act and how it's going to work for him and they're never going to go up against that. It's not even a question in their minds. And I was like, whoa, can you imagine living a life where no, like you just exactly who you are and nobody would even question it. And then he kept getting like applauded for it. They with all these awards and stuff. And it's like, okay, I mean, good for him. He was passionate or whatever, but like, I don't even know what I'm getting at here, except there was no talking to him. There just wasn't. If somebody was like, go to a faculty meeting, that's what I was getting at. If somebody's like, hey, you have to go to a faculty meeting to get tenured. He's like, what are you talking about? I just built the Continental Reef in my classroom. Go away. Because <laughs> that's like in his green aura mind, he's like, what is a faculty going to do more for me than this Continental Reef sculpture in my classroom going to do? And, you know, so that's how they think. That's just how they think. Okay. I'm not forgetting about pinks. I'm not forgetting about turquoises. Here we go. Pink auras. I mean, pinks like to talk about what they want to talk about, okay? They just do. So if you start bringing up stuff that's a little too serious or it's something that's just kind of sad or something that's boring, they're just probably going to shut you down and kind of shut you out or go into their own, like, pink la-la land world. So they want to talk about things that are fun and interesting to them. They can appear spacey or spaced out or, like I said, la-la landy. They're not. They go there when they know exactly what's going on around them. Here's the thing with pink aura people. They notice everything. Everything. They just actively choose to deal with what they want to when they want to. Therefore, they can get very testy if you decide to call them out on something they aren't ready to talk about yet. So I just had this happen, um, you know, a woman, her husband's cheating on her and, you know, her friends are like, he's cheating on you. Well, none of them are, they're not my friends now. Well, because she wasn't ready to hear it. Did she know it was happening? Of course she knew it was happening. Does she want to deal with it? No, she doesn't. So bye. Don't talk about it. It can be hard to communicate with people like that, you know, but if you have a pink or a person in your life who's going through something, that is a way that they can cope sometimes with that. They cannot deal with someone popping their joy bubble, even if everything's great. Like if you're, if you're going to have a relationship and communicate with a pink or a person, like don't get pessimistic because they're just not into it. If this is like a coworker or something walking in with like, Oh my God, you know, so-and-so is so rude to me. Or, or did you see that memo we just got? How are we supposed to do all that? The pink or person, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear something else. 
they want to be, they want, they want you to come in and be like, oh my God, I love your, I don't know. I love your top. Where'd you get that? <laughs> it's just, they'd rather talk about fun things and sad things. They will get totally passive aggressive to people who are too serious and it's hysterical and I live for it. Um, and they'll just act extra childish to bother them. And, and I think it's great. I feel like Britney Spears is that way. And I truly appreciate that <laughs> because it's like, oh, we're going to talk about this. Well, I'm going to act even nuttier to try to get you off the point and onto a different point. It's like very brilliant in their way of, I guess, getting control over a conversation. Turquoises. Turquoises need honesty. They just do. I mean, they can't deal with the superficial norms of ignoring the obvious because they can see things so obviously. They hate when people brush past anything hurtful or upsetting. I think a lot of our communication in our society is about ignoring stuff. We're, and, and I think it bothers all of us. It bothers all of us empaths. It's just turquoises especially after you see something horrific happening on the news and the next day it's just like, where are we going for lunch? It's like, did you not see that happen? Well, like, you know, they, they need to address that before they can do anything else. They're very – what's on their mind is what they're about to talk about. Um, turquoises do not like to be talked over or treated as if they're not there or ignored or invisible. None of us like this. It's just that turquoises, it happens to them all the time. I see this happen all the time. I see it happen to my turquoise kid. Um, she'll be talking and somebody else will just start talking over her. Like she's not even saying anything. And I see it happen to her all the time. It's really weird actually because I notice it in like the social situations and stuff. And then with other turquoise aura people in my life, I've been noticing that happens to them too. Like they'll just be saying something and somebody will just like as if they're not as if they're like a ghost and nobody can hear or see them like that and that really can upset a turquoise or a person obviously and so i think with turquoise or people just let them really speak even if they go long even if they're going a little long even if they're going a little long for social social norm standards it's like okay this is she's still going okay we're just gonna let her fit wait let them finish completely and that's just like a nice way to communicate with them. And as they get more comfortable, they might be able to shorten it up or not. But I feel like that's a big turquoise or a trait. Like they are so used to being spoken over that they sometimes try to talk, say everything they have to say in one long, long run on sentence at first. So to let them get comfortable with you, listen to it and let them talk. And validation of what they said is just especially important. I heard you say this. This is what I heard you say. Let me, re- let, me, let me review what you just said. Let me just retell. Let me see if I got this right. I feel like that can really help a turquoise person feel very comfortable communicating with you. All right. So here's – this is a very long segment. If you stuck through it, thank you. I hope this helps you in your life communicate with the various people that you have to communicate that you want to communicate with and you want to improve that communication with hey scotty hey guys okay hunter stockton the four junior the fourth is outside again he's got to stop yeah he's got to stop this time he's come with his callaway apex 21 irons golf clubs oh no i mean they're thousands of dollars he's basically just <laughs> He's just like showing them to us, right? Actually, I see him right now. He's like just kind of pretending to putt. Wow. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I he's guess he's going golfing later. I, I don't know. And what he's killing it in the 3D. What can you yeah, say? Yeah, he's crushing it in the 3D. Proud of him. So, okay. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I hope we 
helped you with communicating with yeah. your significant other or the person in your life that needs uh, you need help communicating it's with. It helped you a lot, I think, with the aura color thing. Before you talk to anybody nowadays, you always ask me what their aura colors are. Yes. Or you try to guess them because you can basically read them yourself now. Yes. Yes. So you, Whenever I'm dealing with someone, I always like to know their colors. Yeah. Then I can play but off you, of that. Yeah. And I notice that you do that because it helps you navigate how they can hear things and how you can get them to uh, do what you want to do, basically. <laughs> sure. Right. Okay. Um, and I, I guess let's say you still don't know your colors. You're still trying to figure out your colors. Any mm. suggestions there? Yeah. I always, like, I've, I haven't said this in a while, but this is the most important thing. It doesn't matter what aura color you are, you guys. It really doesn't. And you can figure it out yourself. I mean, I put so much information out there that I have personified over thousands and thousands of readings and all these years I've been doing it. So my hope is that you can figure it out based on the lots of info I put in, my highlights, my Instagram, um, the Know Your Aura podcast, the bonus episode. I mean, there's a quiz. There's, I mean, I have so much out. There's Aura Bingo. There's the Facebook group. And it doesn't matter. You know, what really is the key here is when you dive into yourself, when you really dive into yourself and under and go underneath all the things that you thought you were to who you actually are, that's the gift. That's the whole point of this. And you can call that whatever color you want to be. Sure. Whatever. But like the fact that you're getting closer to yourself just by doing that, that's really what this is about. The colors are fun. I like to talk about it. It's a great way to think about things. But at the end of the day, the result's the same. Because uh, you're getting to know yourself and other people better and you're attempting to see things as they really are, not as we're programmed to see them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that okay. makes total sense. And look, hey, this is my advice to you, to everybody, to all our listeners. Look, if all this has failed and the communication, <laughs> really, it's just not working. This is for you guys, hopefully your significant others. Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. <laughs> Okay, maybe that'll work. Well, I think just in romantic relationships and like coworker relationships, that might not be a good yeah, idea. Yeah, no, no, that we like significant. <laughs> <laughs> That's for significant other relationships, unless you want to go in other directions, or, which is fine too. Okay. I mean, whatever you know, overtime. Well, I'm call it overtime. So when you call overtime, you can say anything. You can say anything now. So yeah, so yeah, just a couple of Jumanjis might also do the trick. In in the in the right consensual context, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we have to say that. Right. Well, you can say anything now. It's overtime. Overtime. <laughs> but all right. I, I think, you know, we, I think they get the idea. Yes. Well, okay. thank you so much for spending some time with us today. You know this podcast is for you and about you, and we appreciate every single one of you. Take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture, and then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on on your podcast app. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.